Welcome to the Ovary It Podcast, where we talk about women's hormonal health and overall wellness. If you ever wanted to learn more about what's going on inside our bodies, you're in the right place. My name is Mary Cusick, and I am your host and CEO of Ovary It. Ovariate is an affordable and comprehensive women's telehealth platform. Through the use of vetted science and proprietary technology, our network of physicians work with patients to create a personalized plan that fits their hormonal and non-hormonal contraceptive needs. Welcome to this week's edition to the Ovary It podcast. On the first episode, we learned the basics of the menstrual cycle and hormonal health. Now we will talk about when things go wrong. All of the information provided you today is for educational purposes only. If you would like to understand your individual case or status, we encourage you to make appointment with us or your provider. If you believe that you're having a true medical emergency, please seek help immediately. Emergency situations happen, and if you've never been in the emergency room due to a female health issue, you're extremely fortunate because they're very common. It can be scary, but we're here with a true professional today, emergency room physician and my husband, Dr. Devin Buston. Dr. Devin has been practicing emergency medicine for nearly a decade and is a true women's health advocate. Welcome, Devin. Hi, baby. Thank you so much for the kind words. I'm happy to be here to help teach our listeners about women's health issues, as well as how to navigate our extremely complicated healthcare system. Let's address the elephant in the room. I know this answer, but I'm sure our listeners would love to hear it. How is the ER in the world of COVID? Do you treat COVID patients too? 2020 has been a hell of a year so far, that's for sure. The emergency department and healthcare as a whole has been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Medicine in general is slow to adapt because changes occur typically after the science has been hashed out. In this case, the science about the novel coronavirus, how it harms people, and how to prevent bad outcomes is happening in real time. Unfortunately, we're having to learn as we go, a situation that makes most physicians highly uncomfortable. In the emergency department, we have had to change the way our processes work to try to keep the environment as safe as possible for patients and medical staff. Technology such as telehealth has been incredibly helpful, and I expect that it will continue to grow in its importance in healthcare, even after COVID-19 is an afterthought. I do regularly treat COVID patients, and it has changed the way I approach every patient. Unfortunately, it can be really tricky because some people with coronavirus present in really strange ways. To be safe, I essentially have to think about coronavirus in all the patients that I see, from the patient with the stubbed toe to the more obvious one with the fever, cough, and shortness of breath. What are the three most common female reproductive health issues you personally see in the emergency room? Delivering babies not included, of course. In non-pregnant women, I would have to say dysmenorrhea, menorrhagia, 
and ovarian cysts. What is dysmenorrhea and how can we help it or prevent it? Dysmenorrhea is a medical word that essentially defines abnormally difficult or painful periods. The initial treatment for dysmenorrhea, assuming that you're not allergic to them, are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications such as ibuprofen, naproxen, etc. That of course doesn't prevent the problem from happening, but it can make the intensity of the pain decrease to help you manage. You can also use a heating pad, and believe it or not, exercise can be helpful. Some studies show that nutritional supplements such as cinnamon, vitamin D, vitamin E, and ginger may also help, although more studies are needed to fully conclude this. If those options aren't enough for you, don't worry. There are other options. For one, oral contraceptives can be helpful to decrease the pain that you have with your period and can actually also be used to skip your period altogether. If you do not have any improvement in your symptoms after three to six months of treatment, then the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists suggests that you see an OBGYN to be evaluated for a secondary cause of dysmenorrhea, such as endometriosis. Ugh, that doesn't sound ideal at all. So what is menorrhagia then? What causes it? What other issues can it lead to? And most importantly, what helps with it? Menorrhagia is a medical term that essentially means someone who is having abnormally heavy or prolonged bleeding with their periods. Having menorrhagia can limit activities, be socially isolating, and can lead to severe medical conditions such as iron deficiency anemia. Menorrhagia is thought to be caused by abnormal production of prostaglandins in your uterine lining. Prostaglandins are compounds that are created at tissue sites, and they control things such as inflammation, blood flow, the formation of clots, as well as uterine contractions. Additionally, menorrhagia can be caused by other things such as uterine fibroids. There are many treatment options available for menorrhagia. These include contraceptive pills, intrauterine devices, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, as well as multiple procedures that can help. If you are suffering from menorrhagia, you should seek help as soon as possible. If you try to ignore it, you could develop severe anemia, which could potentially be life-threatening. Okay, my least favorite one now, ovarian cysts. I know I've always had problems with this myself. Um, we've nicknamed my left ovary lefty because of the ovarian cysts that come and go and rupture and uh, wreak havoc across my own body. So shed some light on what causes ovarian cysts. Are some all right and others not good to have? And what might help with controlling ovarian cysts? Ovarian cysts are essentially fluid-filled sacs that develop in a woman's ovaries, and they are extremely common. Although most cysts are harmless, some cysts can cause issues such as pain and bleeding. They can lead to extreme pain if they rupture or cause the ovary to twist, a condition called ovarian torsion. In general, the bigger that your cyst gets, the more likely it is to cause a problem. In rare circumstances, a cyst could be cancerous. If you have known cysts, you should have them followed by an OBGYN to make sure they are not causing an issue for you, or also that you don't have a condition that is causing them, such as polycystic ovarian syndrome. The treatment for ovarian cysts usually includes hormonal contraceptives, which can decrease the formation of new cysts, but does not necessarily fix the ones that you already have. 
for bigger cysts that are not getting better, occasionally a surgical procedure is necessary to help remove them. Great information. Thank you so much. So it really comes back to what isn't normal? When should someone talk with their own doctor? And when should someone get to an emergency room quickly? Are there any telltale signs that you would suggest? That's a great question, love. Although I'm sure almost all women would agree that having a period is not a fun process, you should not be severely suffering during your period in terms of pain or blood loss. If you're having very painful periods or you're losing a lot of blood, for example, having to change a pad or tampon every hour for more than a day during your period, or you're passing frequent large blood clots, then you should definitely talk to your doctor. You should come to the emergency department if you are starting to have signs of anemia, which include paler than normal skin complexion, feeling cold when others are not, lack of energy, fatigue, shortness of breath, or chest discomfort when you're being active, or if you feel like you're going to pass out. These could be signs that you have severe anemia, which could be life-threatening. Also, if you have extreme pain in the abdomen or pelvis, you should consider going to the emergency department. Okay, last question, and it's a loaded one. If you could give the world one medical tip, what would it be? I guess my advice would be, be your own advocate. In order to do a good job advocating for yourself, try to learn as much as you can. The more health literate you are, the better chances you have of communicating important information to your medical provider so that you can get the best care possible. Being that you are listening to this podcast right now, I would say that you're already doing a great job. Devin, you rock. Thank you so much. You're amazing. So today we learned a lot about dysmenorrhea, menorrhagia, and ovarian cysts. Devin, your patients adore you. I absolutely love you. And you are so extremely appreciated in our community and beyond. Thank you for taking the time from saving lives in an emergency room to help encourage women to be an advocate for their own health. I feel like I've learned a lot today and we're married, so I can't even imagine what this could do and how it can help others. Honestly, there's no place I'd rather be. Thank you so much for having me, and I love you very much. Thanks again for tuning in. If you want to learn more, head over to ovariate.com where we have blog posts and education available without ever having to sign up or sign in. Or visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Ovariate. Talk to you all next time. And remember, if you're over it, we're over it. <laughs> <laughs>